Vaughn and the Metabolic Studio offers the Explorers Club to share meaningful journeys, encounters, and projects in an intimate setting at the Metabolic Studio. Session 9, April 7, 2016, features Goran Djordjevic presenting American National Exhibition in Moscow, 1959. Let's tune in, connect, and listen. I'm not responsible for this presentation today. It's Goran who nudged me to do this. So whatever mistake I make, it's not mine, you know. <laughs> so I, because I wasn't prepared for this. So uh, this is a story about two exhibitions, and I'm going to tell you first about one that took place in 1959, and then I will tell you about, about another one which was uh, last year. So this is a, 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 a to set a place, this is uh, Moscow in 1950s, uh, uh, where uh, it was a, a time of the Cold War, and uh, this was the center of the communist world, behind the Iron Curtain. And in this park in Moscow in 1959, as a part of the agreement between United States and Soviet Union, was staged the uh, uh, American National Exhibition that was organized under the auspices of the USIS, United States Information Service or Agency, USIA. And this is uh, how it was, it was a broad, uh, 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 let's say, scope of uh, uh, American uh, products, ideas that were brought to the uh, Soviet public, from uh, fashion, like you can see here, Pepsi, American housing, cars, uh, uh, art, uh, and then there was a film, and uh, uh, um, a kitchen, American everyday life. And uh, you can see there was a, a huge uh, Buckminster Fuller's dome, and these are also the exhibition pavilions here. There was also Sirka Rama, by, uh, which is like uh, 360 degrees uh, 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 projection uh, by Disney, also showing American life. So that was the uh, 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 plan for the exhibition. And this is like the beginning of building the uh, Buckminster Fuller's Dome. We see uh, uh, workers, uh, mostly women, uh, uh, here uh, next to American cars. And these are some scenes from, from preparing the show. It was really a very complex exhibition. Also record players and the music and the new technology. And these are some of the cheap key designers, uh, uh, Charles Eames, uh, George uh, uh, here, George Nelson, who did uh, Jungle Gym construction, and uh, USIS, or uh, USA uh, uh, chief exhibition designer, Jack Macy. I happened to meet him last year. He was still alive, and he told me a lot of interesting details about this exhibition. He passed away 
this month, uh, last month, in mid of February. He was 91. But I was lucky to have a chance to meet him and several times and go to his office and uh, learn about uh, this uh, exhibition because he brought all these uh, people together. This is like making a model for this jungle gym uh, section of the exhibit and Buckminster Fuller in front of the dome. And this is where this uh, was. This part is still in the most. Uh, uh, oh, it's on. Up? Yes, still up. Oh, yes. Wow. But it was built to be temporary? Yeah, I think so. These are guides now. A uh, lot uh, of guides trained to speak Russian. And this is the opening of the exhibition. I love the idea of an exhibition like the USA in Moscow in <laughs> That was very unusual. Amazing. So this is opening day, you see a lot of crowd, many people came. So this is like uh, demonstrating the, uh, the American technology. This, you see in the back is a sat satellite, yes, satellite. Soviets were very advanced, they already launched the Sputnik and Laika. So they were ahead, but the Americans wanted to show that they also have uh, a space technology. This is how the jungle gym looks from within. Also IBM. Books were very popular. Many of them were stolen, and they were left to be stolen. There was uh, uh, no uh, complaints on the American side that the books were uh, being taken. Uh, fashion. <laughs> and also the you know, kitchen. Um, yeah, the big pie taste. In Crisco. Of course, cars. This is Chrysler Company. And Eames, uh, uh, Charles and Ray, they, within a dome, they built this seven screen. Uh, this is, I think, LA, by the way. The, the, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, those, those are uh, the, yeah, they're, the freeways. Yeah, yeah. They're showing glimpses That's of America, so there are different, you know, various themes of the, uh, like uh, from the morning until the, the night uh, life of uh, American life. Various aspects were shown on this screen. And the Vice President then, uh, Richard Nixon, came to Moscow. You see, he came with his wife. Huh? It was an open uh, uh, reception. He had a contact with, uh, with the people. This is an interesting uh, picture of him beneath the name of Stalin. Oh, wow. And then this is his uh, uh, post, uh, uh, his counterpart, uh, looking also very funny. Nikita <laughs> Khrushchev, look at him. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, look at this coat. It's so big. Way too big. Yeah. And uh, 
دادهی میل So this is the opening uh, of the exhibition uh, and uh, the, uh, going through the show. And one of the conditions, many companies, there were like, a, 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 a Jack Macy told me that there were like 2,000 American companies that came to, to brought their products to, to the show, uh, but some didn't like to, didn't want it, like uh, Coca-Cola uh, declined. Really? Yes, because they were afraid of having a backlash here oh. by being selling off to the communists. Oh. But Pepsi, Pepsi accepted, didn't care. yes, but under one condition that Nixon makes Khrushchev drink Pepsi in public. Really? And look at the scene. Yeah. <laughs> He's making <Are> sure. Really? <laughs> He's delivered. It's critical. There is a uh, you, you can see there is a video of the of the manager of the really? Pepsi who is explaining really? that that was a, and this was Pepsi made in Soviet Union. Oh really? And Khrushchev said it tastes better than American. <laughs> so as you can see, it was very popular. People yeah, were drinking. Yeah, the sign down. <laughs> and there was a, this uh, a exhibition was the most known for something called the kitchen debate when they were talking about this uh, consumerism. I like that they're cleaning detergents yeah. called SOS. <laughs> well, those were the scouring pads. SOS scouring pads. Yeah, you can still so, that, that was uh, one uh, kitchen debate has uh, two parts. This was one in front of a real kitchen. As you can see, it looks really kind of intense. And then you understand it's all theater. <laughs> <laughs> what were they debating? In front of a kitchen, you know, like uh, who is better, who's, who has a better life, who has a, you know cares about people more. Who's, whose laundry machine? Yeah, <laughs> And, and then they had the, they staged it in front of the cameras, which were also first time uh, 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 used the video recording. Oh, and, really? And Khrushchev was, had no idea of any video recording. So this was on the stage. They also debated, obviously, but also, you know. Whoa. <laughs> is he hitting him? Or? Yeah. I mean, this is, this didn't really, I don't think this, this was just a theater. But it became known as that it was presented here as a kind of a serious debate, right. as you can see in this cartoon. Also, another uh, uh, exhibition that was brought was uh, one uh, known as a family of men uh, exhibition of photography from the Museum of Modern Art in New York. That was one of the most traveled exhibitions. So it came to Moscow. This is the entrance. So it says it family of. It was the entire exhibition. Family of men. Yeah. Really. It was brought, and wow. you can see the stipend here yeah. mingling between the uh, uh, visitors. Who's that? Uh, he is the curator. Stipend. He's a photographer. He was a curator of, of MoMA for photography, and he was a curator of this 
and a great photographer yeah. by himself. So he shot all the all the images, or no, curated? No, he curated. Yeah. These are all from the entire world. They show uh, from. Carl yeah. Sandberg, what, did the writing? Uh, also, Carl Sandberg was involved, too. So, the, so you can see some of the, you know, how the exhibition was designed. So it shows the uh, entire world, families, uh, childhood, uh, regardless of the... Ansel Adams, that's, uh, that's the shot near um, Manzanar. Wow! wow. Is that Dorothea Lang? Was it? Well, down at the, the Milligens here somewhere. Oh, you can see that. Hey, Jen, look at, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, okay. That, that's uh, Manzanar. That's right here where you live. That's a shot by Ansel Adams that was in this exhibition. Hanging in Moscow, 1959. I don't think that's Dorothea Lang. No, the, the bottom one? No, that's, uh, that's, that's something a, else. Probably a Chinese family. Yeah. So these are like a profession, like a working class. It's a great work. You can get that book all over. Yeah, everywhere. We have one, right? It's part of your collection, right? Yeah. So it's up in Lone Pine right now, I think. I think I have like 10 copies. And also there was an art show that brought uh, various kinds of uh, uh, artworks from realistic to abstract and of course the abstract art was something that was uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, unusual for, for uh, because abstract art was not uh, promoted uh, in fact it was disparaged for at least few decades before and you see people crowded in front of the on the left is a Grant Wood and on the right is a uh, uh, Jackson Pollock. The idea was to show the variety. So there was a committee appointed by Eisenhower of uh, 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 Lloyd Goodrich was the from the I think he was the director of the Whitney Museum, and few other people were here, uh, kind of uh, selectors. And there was a private gallery uh, uh, owner. Uh, Edith Halpert from Downtown Gallery, who went, she spoke Russian, she went to Moscow to hand the show. Oh, really? So this is how this show came about. Oh. And uh, the idea was to show the variety. That was it, that we have everything. All styles, all uh, uh, movements in our uh, art, art possible, art scene. And uh, so this is the cover for the catalog. It was in Detroit, American art, painting and sculptor, sculpture. This is Grant Wood with the story about the Washington, uh, George Washington and Tree. Okay. And uh, Archie Gorky, Pollock, uh, the Koenig was among the, these are the most, uh, I'll say, uh, uh, artists that were unusual to be seen in Moscow. These are the abstract expressions. Mark Rothko, who was Russian-born, and this is Jeffrey Ryan's uh, Welcome Home, which was also, uh, would be an, uh, an interesting story 
I'll tell you a bit later. Now you see a crowd in front of the paintings. This is Grant Wood uh, here and Pollock, and this is George O'Keefe. And you see there is a, 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 a blacksmith, I think, portrait here uh, of a person, a figure. And some of the uh, you know, cartoonists have depicted this, how, how to make abstract art. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that works. Rachel, we can There are many, there were many cartoons again that were mocking abstract art. But not only, but not only cartoons. There was like uh, this uh, publication that came up uh, uh, at that time, which is against abs abstractionism. And uh, it is by the Art Academy of Soviet Union, by a guy named Lebedev, uh, against abstractionism in art. And it says that abstractionism is a product of the decay of the bourgeois culture. That's the title there. And abstractionism is the enemy of the uh, uh, human uh, uh, truth and uh, uh, and uh, beauty, <laughs> humanity and beauty. And this is uh, how you make abstract <laughs> yeah. So this was a kind of a how the, which was not unexpected, uh, that how the Soviets would, uh, uh, officials would react to the to, to abstract art. And even uh, some uh, American press uh, uh, you know, uh, notice this as you can see here. Startling in their ugliness and unbelievable tastelessness. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. However, this was not the controversy that was uh, happening in the Soviet Union. There was uh, like a coverage of this uh, exhibition, like this uh, Moscow greeting uh, uh, that American art. Uh, those is a lively support, a lively response. But, but the author of the article is the person, Edith Halpert, who actually came to show. Art in Puerto, R Puerto Rico is by Dora Ashton. Mm -hmm. That's uh, another article. Oh, I know, but Dora Ashton. Who is that, right? She wrote a lot of stuff for, for, uh, uh, about art. So we see Stuart Davis here, abstract painting. Now, back here, we see this painting by Jack Levine, Welcome Home, of, uh, this depiction of a general, which is this painting that was, uh, according to Eisenhower, was not art, but one. So uh, all these committee has to, uh, wrote a public letter, open letter to to committee that appointed by by Eisenhower and uh, to actually protest about these public uh, statements regarding the selection that they wrote. So that was a controversy back home. But there was there was another one which relates to Ben Shan, who was also exhibiting in Moscow. 
who was then subpoenaed by Congress Committee. Really? And there was a, in fact, hearing in, about this exhibition, especially about the art show at the uh, uh, Committee for Un-American Activities. And we can see here the beginning of the testimony of Ben Shan on July 1st, 1959. Right, the Where, McCarthy era was yeah. about then, right? When was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It was, 19, it was the end of the McCarthy the end, era, right? but it was still... You, we can see it still uh, active. So this was one of the reasons why uh, Eisenhower decided to have to build this special agency independent of the Congress financing. Because Congress will never pay for these kind of exhibitions or with, for this kind of a, 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 what is called a soft diplomacy. So USIA, that was the reason for establishing USIS. Now, all this he, uh, 50 years later became a subject matter of uh, an ed another exhibit that I, as a technical assistant of the Museum of American Art in Berlin, was invited to bring to Moscow, to stage in Moscow. And it happened in last year in this newly opened uh, museum called the Garage, which was in Gorky Park, another park. And we see the uh, 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 just Opening day. This is the some uh, invited uh, uh, visitors, and uh, what Lauren mentioned Spielberg? this. This George Lucas. Lucas. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, there, and many other fashion from fashion because <laughs> the. All right. Let's discuss the fashion. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, that was what was happening. I was taking pictures. That was back when George had a The thing is that... Uh, uh, this was last the, the, uh, This is a press conference. The, uh, again, the press conference. And you can see that some of the key uh, people that related to this museum. Uh, here is uh, Rem Kohas, the design, uh, the architect who, who actually did transform this... Uh, this was a restaurant that was transformed into a museum, 50s restaurant. As you can see, this is the original mosaic in the back that was preserved. And this is a California girl, Dasha Zhukova. She was born Russian, but grew up here. This explains why there are so many Californian people at the opening. Her husband is uh, one of the oligarchs, uh, uh, Roman Abramovich who, in fact, is financing this. This is like Robin ba Robert Barron's story in the Russian way. This is and Anton Belov, the director of the museum, and uh, uh, Kate Hall, Hall, who is uh, the art director of the museum. She's from UK. So it's, it's a private museum? It's a private museum. And in fact, it's not a museum. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, more like it's a new museum. Called the garage. Called the garage. Because it was originally existed as a garage art space, became now called the Garage Museum, but it's not a museum. Huh. It doesn't have a collection. And who's, is the director there? That is the director, uh, uh, is uh, uh, this guy here, Anton okay. Belov, but uh, Kate is, in fact, who invited me to come over. She's, from, uh, she's uh, uh, art director of, the, of this museum. So it's a permanent collection? No. no. 
They're just making space like that, like a new museum in New York. Like an art space. Like, yeah. an, like a Kunstkala. Yeah. 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 And Yeah, she's uh, she is a uh, she that she is she is like a patron of this uh, museum. She's a girlfriend of this uh, Roman Abramovich, who, by the way, also owns Chelsea, uh, a football team in in, in London. She's with. Yeah. So. Uh, there were several exhibits uh, at, the, at the opening, and one was this uh, that uh, I was responsible for. And you can see in the back, it starts with this big screen here. And this is the, uh, it's a film from USIS uh, that is played here. There are some of the scenes from the film at the entrance. And this, is now the, uh, this uh, room is about the exhibition itself. It was one part uh, of the, there's six parts. We had the exhibition itself, the Cold War section, the consumerism, uh, art show, uh, uh, the family of men, and the science. These were the sections of this American exhibition that we presented. So this is first entrance is the exhibition itself. And also we, uh, we see some uh, California people again. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. He's in New York. Yeah. And uh, also this is now the, the, the political part, like a Cold War. And this is the designer of the, of the museum, Rand Kohas. Uh, also another dealer from United from New York, uh, Jeffrey Deutsch. Yeah. The once director of MoCA for yeah. about three months here. I couldn't figure out who he was. I was watching him. I thought he must be some kind of a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, uh, looks like he didn't look like a Russian. Right. He looked like American. I said, who the hell is this? And then he later he gave me the card. Uh, the card. So this little bit of. So there is, uh, there is this uh, part of the political context, and behind is now this uh, uh, George Nelson's uh, Jungle Gym, uh, kind of a small version. We, of course, couldn't get the American products, but we took the Soviet products of, from the 50s and exhibited them. So the American products are in the image, in the pictures, but the real <laughs> products are here. Like Only these two I brought, in fact, I bought in New York, uh, this, uh, 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 I think it's a Zenith uh, radio and Polaroid. Polaroid. The, uh, but everything else is from the Soviet era. Including this refrigerator over there and these TV sets and... Uh, so these are mostly also posters from the... Soviet time. So the next is the, after this was this art show, talking about this uh, part of this American exhibition. These are all copies made in, in uh, uh, over there, and they are black and white because they are reproductions, black and white in in the catalog. 
But they're paintings. They're paintings. Paintings of the photos from the Did you paint them? No, they were painted over there. Yeah, and uh, and here are in the vitrine uh, are the only documents that I, some of them I showed you know like regarding the Soviet response to this exhibition and the American response to this exhibition. You could see here. Why Georgia O'Keeffe and Black and White? Yeah, no. it's Pollock too. And there is a paint. There was a Russian uh, artist uh, 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 who did the paintings of the caricatures. Abstract art, so we had one at the exhibition here. And there was a couple of original uh, abstract art from, from the Soviet era, Soviet from that time, like on this one. Mm -hmm. Again, <laughs> it looks like a film, it's like a you know, kind of That's his wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's his wife. Oh, isn't that his wife? That's his daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So he's going to date her next. Wait, hold on. Is that the girl on the right is his wife? Yeah, that's his daughter from her. No, that's his daughter on the right. No. No, this is... They're both his daughter. They're both his daughter. What about their wands? It's terrible. The wand? I don't know. Yeah, I know. She's just a visitor. She's wandering. Oh, oh, I think oh, the, the, on the left is the guide. Who there were several trained guides, and uh, this he was so enthusiastic. He was so happy that he is, you know, guiding uh, Woody Allen. I didn't want to interrupt, so I was just taking pictures. You know, I just let him enjoy. So did they come only for this opening? Exactly. Wow. They were sent from here. I mean, brought from here. So this is like you can see the, and uh, now we have the family of men, which included some of the uh, uh, kind of a reconstruction of the actual display, but also on the left you see the views of the exhibition itself with the public. So there are already there exhibition within exhibition, and now we have a public watching the public watching the exhibition as you can see here. Mm. So that's just how it looked. And there was a, these are from the catalog itself, some pages. And then we have, uh, uh, because uh, technology was a very important part, we brought the uh, uh, Soviet uh, uh, you know, technological uh, uh, achievement called Sputnik. This is the first satellite. It was brought from the Museum of uh, uh, Science and Technology and installed here. Uh, was the actual satellite? Um, no. Right, they had to this is one of the models they had probably the three, four models, because one burned, I think. Yeah, one yeah, burned up. And here was uh, uh, like uh, uh, something that uh, would uh, uh, repeat these uh, seven screens. We had the seven screens showing the scenes from the space program. And this is the uh, designs for the seven screens, the various designs, uh, originally in 1959. And this is also 
here is the uh, so this was the uh, uh, this was exhibit about the exhibition that Soviets had in in, in New York and at Coliseum at the same time. There was an exhibition, Soviet exhibition in New York at the same time when this was brought to, to, to Moscow. And these are some of the people from New York, uh, curators from MoMA, and Kate Fall, who is uh, in fact the, the director of the art director, uh, John Hendricks, uh, Jay Lanson, and uh, I think Elaine from, I don't know her, Friedman from uh, ICI, Independent Television International. And at the end of the exhibition was the uh, exhibit that shows the exhibition itself. So what you see here are the images of the entire exhibition at the end. So this is what I, some of the images I've shown you here. And this was the video that took you through the entire exhibition. This is Jack Macy uh, giving a lecture a few years ago about the exhibition. And this is a Soviet documentary about the same exhibition, also recently from 2007. So that was the, how this 1959 exhibition was translated into another exhibition. And you can see it was here this entire place. So that's, that's it. Like a Malevich square in black. black square. But he yeah, did a black open. square in smoke, so it went up. So. For this opening, but also. there so was like a solo show. There was, a, there was a, a, a. No, this was like. A, he had also this table of tennis. Like okay. table, these were. That's him. Okay. And there were uh, another Japanese artist who had kind of an environment that you enter in a very strange world. Like a kind of. A, like a, yeah, these are all temporary shows. They were like a five exhibits. But uh, I have to tell you that this was one that was the most popular. I was told that they want now to publish a book about it. Yay. Yay. But, but uh, the, wait, wait. The reason is because they, there is a memory. Many people came and told me they have heard about this exhibition. So it's not only because the exhibition itself is... Some, but its theme is 
something that relates to But that's to so that. much of what you do. Yes, it's about exactly. memory. And exactly. yes. We all know from the salons right. um, over the years, you know, people come in and they, if they haven't seen the paintings, they feel like yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it makes it somehow immediately yeah. more um, interesting. So the, the point is to find a good theme. Uh, that is, uh, and uh, this was like people really liked the, 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 the because they heard about it, they knew about the story, even if they were not bored. Like that. So that's why they, it is that they were now that they have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And how much has changed? They can also see how much has changed since uh, 1959 when when it was brought there. And thank you for explaining that all to us first, you know, because the beginning part of your talk is really helpful. To give a context. Well, also for many of us, we don't know that part of our own history and how it relates to art practice, you know, that that, that, that there was a very concerted effort, effort by our government to export what it meant to be American and, and they chose abstraction as the vehicle for that <coughs> dissemination. And so abstraction got both tackled and celebrated as something truly American, which I think is, a, is an interesting thing to think about yeah. now. So since 59, that was our official statement about what it meant to be American as an export. But, but, uh, yeah, especially in the context of the notion of variety. That was the key word. You show variety. That's what America is. So we have this, 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 and we have abstract. That was the the key uh, concept. And uh, uh, but but the abstract art was also being criticized in the United States by conservatives and right wingers. Well. So the, and this is why it was very smart by the U.S. government not to be involved. Directly, they uh, uh, signed uh, Eisenhower appointed a professional uh, uh, team who would make a selection, and then they did. and even a private uh, gallery person like uh, Edith Halter who went to end the show. So there was no uh, direct government, but that's also government decision not to be directly involved. Let the professionals who know the field do the work and make a selection. So, can you tell us a little bit about the USIA, USIS? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, I, when did, it started I, did, I didn't know, in 1953. I didn't know this, I learned from Jack Macy, who was the chief designer of exhibition designer. For and the USIS? Yes, yes. He, he did the, sorry, he was Montreal show, he did the, also before this, he did uh, uh, design the American pavilions in uh, exhibitions in 1955 in Kabul, of, uh, Afghanistan, yeah. and in 1956 in New Delhi, in India. These are also places for international, there were international uh, kind of awards fairs. And there was American pavilion. And what was funny, uh, 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 Macy told me that he was impressed by the uh, Czechoslovakia and the, the uh, East Germany, that is communistic Germany designed pavilions that he sent these patches to his bosses and 
told them that next time they had to make the same, but they had more constructivist design. So he was directly influenced, and he wrote a book. He said, I wrote this in the book. That's what, what was in fact. And so this exhibition was made, that he made, brought to Moscow, was influenced by the, so uh, the Soviet bloc exhibition <coughs> he saw previously in Kabul and New Delhi. But did, did he have to get these exhibitions okay by anybody, or did they trust his judgment like, as a curator? He probably he would have it. That was, it was under the commercial. There was a under secretary for com, for commerce? commerce who was behind this exhibition. Mm -hmm. He was the chief guy. So it was a kind of a commercial uh, uh, endeavor. And related and to that, do you think you could describe the term soft diplomacy? Yeah, I mean, that was part of the story. Uh, like, uh, uh, Macy told me that, you know, if at that time Congress will never give money for anything like this. Says if you, we would like to build a new base, that would be no problem. But to get uh, funding for this kind of things, it would be impossible. Nothing's changed. Yeah, and, and this is why Eisenhower thought that he is going to make a special agency under his uh, budget that he was uh, financing directly from the president, president, that will serve as a soft diplomacy. And I would say this was the best American foreign policy ever. Uh, it, it's part of the Marshall Plan, but this is to show what you have the best to, to this. And, and uh, I, uh, there was a Soviet exhibition uh, uh, at the same time and you, you know, Soviet exhibition will never be remembered that existed if there was no this exhibition. Because if how many, you know, like just think of the names, uh, like starting with, uh, let's say, Eames uh, and uh, 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 Polaroid, uh, 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 like uh, Chrysler, uh, Pepsi. Jackson Pollock, uh, uh, Disney, uh, Buckminster Fuller, uh, uh, Steichen, these are all names that, that resonate even today. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the Soviet exhibition, you have only Laika and Sputnik that I still remember from. There is nothing, there was nothing else there that you would remember. So it shows how this was really kind of a, a major representation of really important aspect of, of, of America in Moscow. It's interesting that right after this, you get into the whole space race too, where yeah. who's going to be the first one on the moon? Is it yeah, going to exactly. be the Russians or is it going to be? So it seems like right away they're, they're kind of a connected idea yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, they already were uh, in first in space. Uh, Sputnik was already in 1957. So years oh, they were already there. Yeah, they were in space. They were that's why that might have even be part of the yeah, yeah, impetus absolutely. to show absolutely. what it meant to be American. And, and that's why uh, I think uh, uh, Kennedy was able to pull this uh, idea of travel uh, uh, to the moon, Apollo, which would never, I think, succeed if there was no part of this space yeah. race. Yeah. It was a political. Yeah. And so it's very, there is a very good film by Pinnebaker uh, uh, opening in Moscow. You can find it in the, on YouTube or some uh, other, uh, which does it. We'll, we'll send the link around. I'll, yeah. I'll send it around. But this is a, we should, 
it was uh, interesting that the first time I told this story, with the first half of the story on our journey in uh, through Trans-Siberia and uh, through a group of us who were in a, in a Baikal lake. In uh, before, Siberia. In Siberia. Before arriving uh, in, uh, yeah, in a hotel. In a hotel. Uh, uh, which was a train station turned into a hotel. Yeah. And uh, we were just about to go to Moscow, to Moscow, to take this uh, long leg, or four days to Moscow. And I wanted to, I already had accumulated this uh, information. And I said, okay, what, how to introduce Moscow to these Americans? You know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's, uh, let's go to this American exhibition. It's good sometimes, I think, for us as a studio to get an overview about culture and history and how how, you know, within a hundred year period, um, how much things change, you know, because even until the late 80s, the Soviet Union was the evil empire. Like, they were the arch enemies. There was a constant feeling like if there, if there was going to be an end game to the world, it was probably going to be a nuclear thing between the Soviet Union and the United States. And that's really gone. You know, we have, now we have ISIS and we have all global warming, we have all kinds of, you know, other bigger threats, but, you know, the kind yeah, of way, yeah, how yeah. does how does culture and cultural activity and um, yeah, soft diplomacy respond to these to these new kind of... This was a bipolar world, and there were values. It's not like two strong empires, which were both, let's say, socialistic or both capitalist. So there is no ideological conflict, just the territorial who was going to be stronger. There was also ideological aspect. There were two concepts of the world that were also behind this. That was that we don't have in a way uh, today. Uh, uh, and you know, maybe on some other level, there will be emerge some kind of a, a, a different now. Although there is there is one thing that's in common that hasn't shifted at all, and that is the. Um, incredible hunger for the control of fossil fuels. So that had already been going on. That had been already going on for at least 25, 30 years and was uh, something that everybody had in common, was the idea that the future control of the globe was going to be around control of the fuel source. That's quite interesting too. And one more thing, both countries in those systems the both United States and the Soviet Union in those days believed in progress. The idea of progress was something that was common. All both believed in science, science and the science, technology, and that was where the race was. Uh, the difference was that uh, uh, to simplify that in the United States it was believed that uh, this can be achieved through individual endeavor. Adventure, that you invent, find new things as individual. In Soviet Union, it was more collective. So that thing, the emphasis was more collective. Uh, in the United States, it was more like an individual, uh, individualism. And uh, it's not always like that, but in essence, that's. All right. Well, thanks everybody for. Uh, coming today to work, that's <laughs> just us. Um, <laughs> like to come to work and having lunch at work like you do every day. <laughs>
enjoyed the latest Explorers Club session. For more information, please visit metabolicstudio.org. And thank you. Thank you.